This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Love them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98 7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. And away we go. Guess what? Great news. You made it to another Monday and you're still with us. Woohoo! DNR 98.7 ESPN. The man who's been gallivanting across North America is back with us. He's my friend. He's your friend. He's our co-host. America's co-host, really. The great Rick DiPietro. Welcome back, Rick. How are you? I like how you cleaned it up. I appreciate that. You cleaned it up a little bit. Clean welcome to a welcome to a Monday. It used to be like what I liked was that hey, you're not dead. You kind right. of you cleaned it up a little bit. I like that. I can appreciate you're, that. You're still not dead. You're with us, right? If you're yeah. listening to this, if you hear our voices, either you're hearing it from the heavens, which would be unusual, or you're not dead, which is great. All right, couple things now. Yeah, I've been gone for a week. Couple uh-huh. things. I'm going to start with the positive. Oh, oh, really? I missed you guys a lot. That's very nice. And I'm happy to I'm happy to see that RJ's feeling better. You don't know what happened when you were gone. As you pretty much called him, you pretty much called him up during, called him out during his sim. Like RJ probably let Raymond do this because you sound like crap. Well, you know what? I I just he didn't sound well, and I was worried for him. And I thought it'd be easier for Ray to speak than RJ because he went. The weird thing was you could hear him go downhill during the actual show. I think uh, it was. On, it didn't. It did not sound like he was getting any better. He was at, getting at progressively point. worse. Yes. So All right, that's the first thing. All right. Okay? So that's nice. That's the nice thing. Uh Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Oh, if you if you defend Ray, you're dead to me. No, how can I how can I defend Ray? Okay, I, I actually I was in the car on Thursday, turned the radio on, and I put on I had to put on the podcast because it was it was later. Show starts, no open, none. Yeah, and now and this is before I found out that RJ was even off the show. I mean, I have Raymond qualified, probably does a better open than I do. More, more than qualified. Right. Like a PhD in opens. Right. He's, I mean, he's 60% of my open. Right. And on top of that, it wasn't like we had Joe Leo, who got, will never be allowed to do the open again. It's, it's Tom Powell who actually right. does a, a, a good open. Yeah, that's right. And yet we have no open. Yeah. And I got to sit now, there's a West Coast open. Well, well, what are we supposed to do? No. Uh, you're supposed to do the Thursday Open, but fine. Uh, well, Listen, don't blame, don't blame fine. me. Ray, it's Ray, not your fault. Did you hear, Raymond? Ray, he was belligerent is yeah. what he was. He's Ray, like, I tell you what, I'm not doing the Open. I don't care, and I'm not doing the Open, and if you don't like it, that's too <laughs> too darn bad for you. That's basically what he said. <laughs> this is what happens when you give him this kind of power. He sits in that seat. It goes right to his head. I don't – okay. Here's the other thing. I appreciate the fact that you guys have all put your heads together, which was great, and we're going to come – hey, how about we do – the West Coast Open at 9. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And they're going to do a, uh, a Tom Bauer, Dan Grassa collab. Does Dan Grassa have no respect for the actual Thursday Open? Well, you, you heard what I, I screamed at him. He goes rogue mid-open. Uh, he's like, you know, we're in the middle of the Open. He's like, well, what do <laughs> you think about this guy? Stop it. Stay on script. You're not supposed to do song. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, what's happening? Yeah. Where's Billy Joel hail from? No, stop it. Okay, that's, that's number two. And All number right. three. Right, the final one is 
Here How dare you? How dare who? That you. Me? You, I'm coming after you on this one. I was so good to you last week. No, you were great. That every, think, t- every time anybody went after you at all, I defended you to the hilt. So this I want to hear. That you think, you think I'm such a savage lunatic with so much FOMO that I would purposely call you during the show brunch just to be a part of the show brunch. Oh, it, it was. Then why? Well, I first of all, it I had was SOS. Just coincidental? No, I was part of that whole cell phone thing where I had my cell phone was done. I couldn't get it to work, so I couldn't even listen on the uh, on the app to the show. So I had no idea. Last I heard, you weren't doing it, and then I called you for a business related f- uh, phone call, like le- legit business, and no no answer. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting smashed on the radio about no it. no answer because right in the heart of the brunch, all of a sudden, Rick making the call. Well, I had no idea. I just figured I was catching you after the show. Mm. Very coincidental, then. Okay, so if they, if that's no coincidence, uh, then there's no coincidence that you didn't get your coffee right. They gave. They said you want decaf. Nope, we're not going to give you the decaf. No, no, guess no. what they they, they gave remember me the decaf. They just gave the decaf to Ray. Yeah, because because they remember you from last time because the waiters talked. No, and they that knew wait, this that guy is not a great I've ever seen in my life. I this, don't this know guy, who that waiter was. This probably your pitch is probably in the kitchen. If you see this guy, <laughs> don't give great service because he sucks at tipping. Sucks at tipping. I gave the, those people twenty percent last time. Twenty percent. Oh please! What you know? What? Because I don't have money falling out of my pockets like you. I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't have Islanders money. Just well, what's that? It's Islanders money falling uh, out of my pockets. All right. So I wasn't going to bring this up now, but I figured I, I, mean, I, I might as well because you just led me right into it. Yeah. So how about this? This was Did the it end? Is that was that what happened? No. 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 God. Fine. God, Listen. No, you know what? Fine. Ends. You guys enjoy your little brunch without me. How about this one? How about speaking what? of having you know, money, just people just giving you money. You're going to love this one. So Milo's birthday's coming up here and. What's the date today? The 26th? So his birthday's yep. tomorrow. Nice. So we're in Boston for Nine, a hockey tournament. Nine, right? Nine. So we're in wow. Boston for a hockey tournament. Every So it, perfect timing. Family, let's get together. Let's celebrate Milo's birthday. So we go to a restaurant in the north end of Boston. Okay? So we're downstairs in like this kind of private area. Have this nice, beautiful dinner. Everyone's having a good time. Somehow Mickey, Mickey Rourke, who's my mom, ends up sitting across from my dad. Uh-oh. And there's wine flowing. That was a complete. I They're mean, together again. No, not <laughs> not together. Uh, okay. That went wild. And then as we're leaving, so we sing happy birthday. Kate comes on and everything else. Now, how like, if anyone's been to the North End is listening to the show knows like they can't. It's hard to park, especially on a Saturday night in North End. So I parked in a, a surface lot like, I don't know, half a half a mile away from the road, wherever it was, a 10 minute walk. So I'm, I'm going to go leave, get the car and I'll pick everyone up. So as I'm walking out, there's a table. There was us, and then there was one table at the front where you'd walk up the stairs. Three, uh, three guys. One guy in a sport coat, another guy, and then a guy facing me kind of just a table of three. Seemed like, seemed like good guys, whatever. Right. As I'm walking out, stops me and goes, uh, which, which one of you is the father? I was like, uh, of, of the birthday boy? He's like, yeah, of the birthday boy. I was like, that's, that's me. That's my son. How old? I was like, oh, he's, he's going to turn nine. Pulls out, his, pulls out a wad of cash like this thick. Really? Hey, goes, hey, here you go. You're blessed. Really? Gives me 50 bucks. Wow. How about that? How about that is right. I was like, what is happening? That's like, a gentleman. That, that gentleman. Wow. I was like, wow, thank you. I'll give, wow. I'll, give him the, I'll give him the money. Thank you so much. That is gl- well, good for you. Congratulations. I never had that happen to me ever. Wow. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, all right, we got a lot to do today. A lot of there's nothing like monstrously that we have to get into for hours, but there's a lot of stuff. There's the Senga update. 
There's the Juan Soto, Carlos Rodon stuff. There's the Knicks game on Saturday. There's the Rangers and their winning streak, boop, out the window. There's the Islanders and they, oh, they, they're looking good, right? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to get into today. Yeah, Islanders don't look good. No, they don't look good. No, Combine no. starts this week. Oh, I can't wait for that. Can't can't wait. I guess I, I forget exactly how it is. I think Jaden Daniels is not throwing. Is that right? That probably it sounds like that could be right. right. Caleb Williams is not throwing. Right, they'll do it at their pro days where right. they have it all scripted out. Right. Uh, a couple of guys are JJ McCarthy is throwing. So well, we he's might... the one that everyone's talking about. I just saw Field Yates's um, mock draft. I, I, t- I w- was I not first on that. Yeah, you were first on that, but I mean, now I, I like to see the Fields now doing like the mock draft stuff. We got to get him on because he's a friend of the show. But Love I think he had JJ McCarthy at twelve. Yeah, and and that's before he's done anything. If he goes and has a good, you know, good combine, he could certainly shoot up the ranks. So there's a lot to do. What you want to start a little baseball here today? I'm excited for baseball. I'm not necessarily the Mets season, but I'm excited for baseball. I mean, since you were gone, obviously, the Senga news, which is just, I, I mean, almost catastrophic. Because if they don't have him for an extended period of time, how are they going to compete at all? Well, see, that's what's amazing to me is it may be shame on us. I mean, he they kind of said it, right? I mean, they said it. Last year they pivoted off right. 101 wins. Hey, we're going to spend this money. We're going to paint it anyway, so we'll spend it. We'll get rid of Verlander. We'll get rid of Scherzer. We want to build our farm system, which... Has always been a goal of theirs. And, you know, we don't want to call it punt on the season, but we're not going to be as as aggressive to try to go out there and and win a championship. And we're like, come on, that that's not going to be true. Uh, it's It was true. I just don't understand how now. Like, I can get it. Like, Steve Cohen paid $100 million in the competitive balance tax last year. His penalty was $100 million, which mm-hmm. is cra- it's a crazy amount of money to pay. And we hear all the time how much money he's worth. But that can't be something that you consistently you do, especially with the epic failure that's la- that last season was. Like that's not a that's not a recipe for the sustained uh, sustained success that he's talking about. Where every year it's go spend the most money and hope it works out. Because I mean that's just not how you build a that's not how you build a team, right? And they're trying to do it the right way. Right. I also understand for all the people, including us, that are like I mean you got you actually I mean outside of the the rotation. We got Edwin Diaz coming back. Bullpen should be pretty good unless you wear it out. You look at the lineup, right? You got Lindor, Pete. You got a healthy Marte, hopefully. Nimmo, McNeil bouncing back. You got Alvarez behind the plate. It's like, okay, add, you know, you maybe add a Justin Turner or JD Martinez. Like the, the lineup should be good. You add Bader in center field, so that'll help you defensively. Like the lineup has the potential to be. To be good, to put you in the in the conversation as at the very least a wild card team. I don't right, think you're better just, than the, they just don't have the starting pitching to compete. It doesn't right. feel like. And, and then, like I think the excuse of a lot of people because it's amazing how quickly Mets fans have like just punted as fans just punted on the season. Well, if you're going to punt on the season, we'll punt on the season. Is if you're going to tell me, hey, JD Martinez, you know, we're already up against it, we're over it, so whatever we have to pay, it's going to be, you know, I got to pay a hundred and you know, hundred and ten percent or whatever I'm spending. I want to see Vientos. I want to see Beatty. Like we want to, we want to know what we have. I get that. That's fine. I'm, I can buy into that. But the whole notion now with the Senga, uh, the Kodai Senga going down, and you're taking a flyer on, on uh, Manaya, you're taking a, a flyer on Severino, who was terrible last season. I know they're low risk one year deals, but like who's to say that go out now and like. I don't know. I just feel like when you have as much money as Steve Cohen has, or these big these big market teams have. And you want to wait it out and say to yourself, okay, we'll go hard after the, you know, we'll shop at Nordstrom's first, which was the Yamamoto stuff. We'll give it our best. Doesn't want our money. That's fine. We're not going to just go, you know, give Blake Snell nine million, you know, nine years at 270 or whatever he wants. 
But the real luxury of having this much money is if you wait and you time it right, and all of a sudden now, like you saw what Bellinger just signed for, you know, prices start to come down. And you can get a you can get a legitimate deal. Signing someone like I mean, signing someone like Jordan Montgomery or a pitcher now that Senga's out, that's not going to affect negatively affect you long term. Like if you get a good deal, like Jordan Montgomery is going to be here for how many years? Yeah, I agree with that. And and you don't even have to sign him to a long term deal if you don't want, right? You could even pay him a little more over a short term deal. Right, like Bellinger got a good deal short term. Yeah, with opt outs. Right, so I I don't disagree with you. Um, this this the sky is falling thing with the Mets though. I mean, Stearns is competent. Stearns is capable. I he must have the earn rightfully so of Steve Cohen and says, let me do it this way. Now I don't necessarily love this way because it feels like it's going to take longer than the other option. But they tried the other option and it did not work. And they're saying, we're now going to do the opposite of that, the way I'm comfortable building things. But I agree. If they signed you know, Montgomery to a short-term deal, well, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. And and I said to Grasso last week, I was like, so so what? He's like, well, they don't want to pay the, the, the competitive balance tax. And I, well, so, well, why? Like, like, this guy is more, he doesn't know what to do with all his money. He's spending hundreds of millions of dollars on artwork. So if I have to pay some money in that, competitive balance they have to pay that money in the competitive balance i don't care well i understand outside of the money and everything else like i mean there are other ramifications draft wise and everything else i'm just saying like you have i think and i think you probably agree with this when you go i mean you go top to bottom and you look at that what their lineup is going to be like they have a good enough lineup where i don't feel like you have to punt on the season right outside of what like like dj stewart is my everyday dh i, I don't love that vientos and Beatty is a question mark i guess i think the lineup is very strong actually right strong you'll be better defensively like, it just feels like you have an opportunity now because of, I mean, first of all, how much money he has and, and what's happened with, you know, with the market. Like, teams, you know, teams aren't going to overspend for these guys. Like, there are things. Like Blake Snell's coming off a of freaking Cy Young and no one wants to give him what he's asking for. No, I think well, part would, of would, you, group, would you consider giving him a nine-year deal? No, absolutely not. I mean, come on. That's, that seems crazy. No, but what I'm saying is now you have, the, you have the opportunity to take advantage maybe of getting a great deal. For a bunch of different reasons. Like, there are question marks about Blake Snell, only pitches five innings. I think part of why Jordan Montgomery is probably still available is the whole, you know, regional TV deal out in Texas. They thought that they would get that kind of cleaned up, and then they could sign him. It felt like he wanted to go to back to Texas. But, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like it affects your, like, I understand you have a long-term plan. And part of that long-term plan is, hey, we're not going to sign J.D. Martinez because we want to see, you know, Mark Vientos in an expanded role, what he could be. Right, like I mean, I get that you want to see what your young players are. That's part of building, you know, building your team. I don't think there's like a a long term negative effect of going out and trying to solidify your rotation. That right now, without Kodai Senga, who's like who's first of all, I don't think Kodai Senga is an ace, but who's who's oh. your one at the moment? I, I guess Quintana. Well, I mean, I mean that uh, no. It's well, not yeah, well, I heard Hauser. <laughs> it's I, not no. Severino. No, right. So that's a problem. So even like even when your staff was healthy, you didn't feel like you had a, an ace. Like there's no Garrett Cole on your staff that you God know every no. fifth day is going to be lights out. God no. And you 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 were making Senga into the best of of a, a poor rotation, but it's not like he's a great pitcher. He's giving you great moments, but you, nobody looks at him and says, "Boy, he's an absolute stud." No, who's pitching all the innings? That's my question. Like who's I don't pitching know. all the and innings? You talk about a good bullpen. It's great, but how do you get there? Well, yeah. Like what is this? Like halfway through the season, what does your bullpen look like? I mean, if you use them the way you think you might have to use them, they could be totally decimated. Dude, I think the, the most innings last year that, that from a Mets that's on, in the, on the staff now was Sengen. He pitched 166. Yeah. Great. He's got a lot, lot of wear on that arm. Um, email comes in for Sergio. It says, Grasa did an elite job filling in for Rick. 
but you can't replace the man. The second I heard his voice this morning, I just smiled ear to ear. Wow. How nice is that? It is nice. It's nice. Yeah, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to be back. I miss you guys a lot. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Thursday. If you defend Ray, you're dead to me. No, how can I defend Ray? Show starts, no open. I have Raymond, qualified, probably does a better open than I do. There's just pounding a guy until it completely breaks down. And on top of that, it wasn't like we had Joe Leo, who will never be allowed to do the open again. The Knicks destroyed my Brooklyn Nets. The Knicks finished 3-2 and two on their West Coast road trip. It's Tom Powell who actually does a good open. Yeah. When I wore younger men's clothes. That's right. And yet we have no open. Ray, if he was belligerent. You can call it lazy. You can call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is I made a decision. You're going to have to live with it. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. There's things to clean up on 98.7 ESPN. You know what was so hurtful about him not doing that Thursday Open? All of it. All of it, yes. But the fact that he was so defiant about it. He's like, I made a decision. I'm not doing it. And what I found to be the most troubling is I was like, Ray, why why won't you? Why didn't you do the Thursday Open? And you know what his response was? I have to worry about my other stuff, my Knicks and Rangers assignments. I can't pour all my. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's yeah. not what I said. Oh, that yeah, it is. is. Not what I said. Oh, yeah, it is. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't oh, do yeah, that. it is. He said, "You know what I got coming up tonight? I got the Knicks and the Rangers. I, I, I can't worry about this show." That's. A I don't lie. think that's, that's what a, he said. That's a oh. vile and odious lie. Okay. Listen. Then, we, then, okay, right. Then why didn't you do it? Real leaders make decisions and they stick by them. Then why didn't you do it? There was a lot going on back here. By the time we realized that a Thursday Open had to happen, did Thursday sneak up on you? No, Thursday didn't sneak up on me, but there were there were uh, you know other elements outside of the Thursday Open that I was concerned about, making sure the show started. Wow. All right. You oh, see listen. what it is. Knicks, listen. Knicks, Rangers, those are hadn't his even Hadn't even done anything in regards to Knicks and Rangers. Exactly. And that's why you were so concerned about that. I just felt bad because there are a lot of people that get excited for that Thursday open. And to have, I mean, two more than qualified guys just sitting there not doing it, it was, it was hurtful. It was awful. Ray, by the way, make, make me I, a promise. 
promise you'll never do that again. I will make no such promise. See? Uh, Especially after you just threw me under the bus like that. Well, you needed to get thrown right under the bus. He ran over you twice. By the way, how are you getting how are you getting true green reads? What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? What do I mean? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a mulch master. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, when was the last time you mowed a lawn? Uh, I mean, uh, honestly? <laughs> yes. I've never mowed a lawn. Definitely not in adulthood. <laughs> never. No, ne- never ever. <laughs> ever. Dave Rothenberg here for true green. Well, well, you know what? They look at me as a voice of the people. <laughs> I'll watch other people do my lawn. Uh, I did used to do a lot of shoveling as a youth. Uh, snow shoveling? Yeah, a lot of snow shoveling. Yeah, I made good money snow shoveling. Yeah, we made a lot. Actually, we, we did so much snow shoveling, we, we had enough money to buy a uh, a snow blower. Oh, that's good we, business. We, we, yeah, then we would zip through the neighborhood. Wow, that's Make, smart. A little entrepreneur. Yeah, we made a, a fortune of money. Yeah, I don't understand why kids don't do that now. I mean, I, I'd pay good money to have them come just shovel I don't think the... Uh, any, I don't think any kids shovel anymore. Sad. It re- it really is. I remember we we used to go around the block and and you know people would hire us to do the the shoveling, and we we shoveled this one family's home and the children our age watched us do it from the window. Come on, I, su- I and I remember thinking like there is something really bizarre about this. Yeah, that was not going to happen at my house. My dad's like, okay, you shovel us out and then you guys can go make your money. All right. Yeah, that's right. Well, the best I, I, part of that too is it's, now it's my money. It's not like your parents gave you the money and like, hey, this is what you're going to spend the money on. No, no, I just I now I got my own money. That's right. Works out beautifully. Um, boy, this is unsettling, but I think we need to take this call, Mike in Manhattan. Mike, go ahead. You're on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Hey, Dave, Rick, love you guys. Love the show. Listen, I just wanted to say Raymond needs to be held accountable. I think a little bit more seriously. He's taking this way too light. I listened just now again to the gall that he had of, I made this decision. You have to deal with it. RJ would never do something like that. Raymond, I, and Rick just showed up for his birthday. A, a brunch? Please, man. Something needs to happen to Raymond. I don't know how serious, but something needs to happen. Well, my, Mike, what I'm saying. H- help us think this through. In your mind, Ray needs to be punished. What do you think would be the appropriate punishment? <sighs> well... Uh, I'd make him either bring breakfast for everyone every day because, you know, he has a problem in the morning. I don't know, getting there on time, I would assume. Or um, make him wear a jersey he doesn't like. You know, make him uh, – he, he loves Dallas so much. Uh, make him burn a Dallas jersey. I don't know. Think of something. We but something against something. Dallas, you got to think of something. I don't got nothing right now. I'm just very upset that Raymond's getting off so so light, and then just the gall, just the gall, and you know, Dave, it's just the gall. I I couldn't agree with you more. It's the fact that it'd be one. Thanks for the call, Mike. It'd be one thing, Rick, if he was like, you know what? There was so much going on. I feel terribly about it. It won't happen again. No, he's doubling down. He do, he would do it again. Right. When, he was happy, when, he was happy I, when I when I screw up and it's all my fault and and I need to be accountable. You know that I'm accountable. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall on the sword for this. And, but why? And, and, and if you feel the need to, to to call out that I need to be punished, you're you're welcome to come down here and try and punish. Oh. You see that? He he's, he's like he's like Cam Newton. <laughs> We're gonna have I'm an not, angry not, mob gonna, outside the station I'm not one day. Sit here and take this from randos. <laughs> oh, Mike Manhattan's no not a rando. I have no idea who the hell you are? Oh, oh my god! Oh my goodness! Ray, you're you're looking for the smoke. <laughs> he's in the fire. 
you don't want the smoke. He raises RJ, the fire are you wor- right now. Are you worried for his sanity at all? I, I'm just worried in general. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like there's going to be a rumble. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's challenging randos <laughs> to a fight. <laughs> you come down here and you, you, you back that up. You come get some. Maybe, you know, here's what he does. Uh, who sits maybe, there and says, oh, well, he should be punished. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe when you and RJ are doing the uh, the Stump Rothenberg on the one corner, maybe Raymond takes the <laughs> other corner and does the fight. Oh, we boy. film it all. This and is we, like this is like second period when you're walking through the halls. You're like, hey, you're here. It's Mike like three Ray, o'clock high. Yeah, Mike and Ray are going to go at it later. <laughs> I'm concerned. It's a Monday. We're already trying to fight. You have brass knuckles, don't you? Could, That's get, why you're so confident. We, we can get my guy Rat, Matt Rempe involved. We can, we, we can do things. <laughs> How about if Rempe shows up? He's like, Raymond, you want to go? Don't think then I'll you, do, then you'll do the Thursday don't, Open. Don't think I'll do well in that situation. The, Rempe first, shows up, first stands of all, in your the, face. The, says, the guy's got like a foot on me. First well, you know what? He's, you know, he's got three feet on RJ. He's actually three oh. full feet taller than RJ. Sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> RJ, Goodness. I'm sorry. This is... I, 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 I'll go into my corner. I'm sorry. What did I do to troubling. you? No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> you just took a... You just took shrapnel. What is he, 6'7"? I think he's one foot taller than me. No, he's 6'8 six, six, and okay. a half. They've got him listed at 6'8". So he's, oh. a, he's a foot and an inch. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even do anything. No. This got ugly fast. I'm sorry. Because Raymond has to be so... No, no, you can't. Don't blame this on me. You can't help yourself. You want to take shots. I can't help myself. At least I'm here for the betterment of the show. (laughs) At least my goal is to facilitate the show, not like you. Like, listen, I didn't do the Open, and if it happens again, I won't do it again. Don't don't sit there and act like your your, your need to take shots at people somehow facilitates the show. You just like taking shots at people. This this isn't about the show. This isn't about the show. This is about you. Here's the difference. I did it and immediately apologized. You didn't do the open and then sit there and double down on your lack of integrity for the show. How dare you? Uh, if how I had dare lack, I? If I had lack of integrity for the show, I wouldn't even showed up. Would you wow. prefer I do that? No. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We Look at him. He's challenging us. He's, he's, he's going to rumble with you I, next. No, no. I, 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 am, I am thoroughly insulted. That I, I don't think there's... I'll, I'll be that guy. I don't think there's anyone at the station who works harder than me on on a day to day basis. And you're gonna and you're gonna sit there and call me lazy? You of all people? What, what does that mean? You of all people? <laughs> oh my! God. What do you think? First of all, Rick is right there. He's right there with me. Second of all, you didn't do an open, and instead of saying, you know what, I should be better, you 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 double down on it. <laughs> be better. This could be the end, guys. Yep. This is what the end feels like. <laughs> You of all people. You of all people. You lazy bleep. <laughs> Call it like you see it, Ray. You think I'm lazy. Say it. Hot. You're lazy. What a loser you are. No, that's you what bleep. you said. <laughs> you had the unmitigated gall to call me lazy. Uh, you, you know what? I, I would be uncertain where I stand here, but almost every outreach, every email I received over the last four or five days has all said we cannot believe that Raymond would do this or not do this, as it were. How dare you? Rick's How gonna, dare you? Rick's, How dare you? Rick's going to get home later. Cass, oh, well, first show back. How'd the show go? It's oh, over. God, it's over. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> Let's go. Brian, you want to go on vacation again? <laughs> uh, uh, schedule just freed up, honey. I can yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Ray and Dave called each other lazy, and then Ray fought a listener. <laughs> Ray, Ray challenged <laughs> yes. the entire tri-state area to fight. And then Rempy beat up RJ. It was awful. <laughs> I mean, is there anyone? has there any, ever been anyone happier to be in fights than Matt Rempy right now?
No, but he, he, he likes to fight. He loves it. Yeah, I mean, did you hear him after, after uh, what was the game, Saturday? He's like, yeah, we're just out there throwing bombs. I had a great time. Yeah, he loves it. He does love it. He loves it, and he's completely re-energized the Rangers. Well, this is how he stays in the league, man. Stays in the league. He's been here for 10 minutes. Whoa, whoa, this, is how he's going, this is how he's going to stay in the league. Love it. Did you hear Barclay Goodrow? He's like, little did I realize at 6'3", I'd be the shortest on my line by five inches. That's amazing, dude. Like, you'd never know. Like, if you just watch that line play, you're like, there's no way. Like, and then you found out that <laughs> Barkley Goudreau was 6'3", but come on, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, how is that possible? He's not that big. And then you oh. get these two towers. That's a, that's a fun line, man. That's a fun line is right. I see that, but that's a, now too. Right, I'd, I'd say Edstrom's actually a pretty talented player, but I just think it's... it's So how the whole fight thing works is, is, and this happened like, oh, it's so when I played with Eric Goddard, who was like an up-and-coming tough guy, and he was maybe the toughest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. But he would, there's a hierarchy. So you would know going in, and at the time when he, you know, when he was coming, it was Donald Brashear was the toughest guy in the league. Oh, God, he was terrifying. Right, but if they, and there was a certain respect for the heavyweight. And if you were a young kid, you would try to earn enough respect to have that heavyweight give you the opportunity to take him on. So I think that's kind of what you're seeing now with with Rempe is Matt Martin giving him the opportunity because it's good for like it's a stadium series too. Matt Martin wants to go out there and make things happen for his team, but giving this kid the opportunity now to to earn earn his spot. So he fights Matty Martin. Matty Martin's recognized as one of the tougher guys in the league. And then, you know, as he goes game to game, it's like, okay, now you're seeing the tough, like Delorier's, uh, Delorier might be the toughest guy in the league. Give him a shot. Hey, kid, you want a shot? Come get it. And the kid has answered the bell every single time. Every time. Like, that's not, dude, just so people understand how hard it is to do what he's doing, knowing you have to, like, there's a chance you're going to have to fight every single night. That is not easy. It can't be. And that's what, his fourth fight? He had Martin, he had the Flyers, he had last night. Is there one more? Is that it? Then he had the uh, the devil's situation where he's just you know killed, thrown out of somebody. The game. Yeah. I mean, he, he has added a, 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 real, a real energy to this team. That's an immediate impact. Immediate impact, and they need that. There were some questions about the Rangers' toughness, especially when you get into the postseason. Now, right. I don't know how much you'll play in the postseason, but there has to be a deterrent because uh, you know well, exactly what teams are going to do to Adam Fox, to Panarin once you get to the postseason. That's right. Well, you got two guys that I, I don't think Edstrom is that kind of guy, but I mean Rempe, he'll he'll go after anybody. He, he fears no one. Well, but it's not even a fighting thing, dude. It's like it's a just physicality a physicality thing. Right. Like, yeah. you're, gonna, you're trying to seven-game series. You're trying to wear the other team down. Beat the hell out of each other. Now, what it also allows you to do now when those guys are on the ice, you can start taking liberties after the, you know, start, start doing some stuff after you want to rough someone up after the whistle. You can start doing stuff like that. Because what are you going to do? <laughs> like, seriously, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, there's nothing you could do. Because Rempe's going to grab you and dead choke slam you. Um, so it, it's funny. I, I was actually in the in the city after dinner. With, uh, we were with Grandma Bubbles last night, by the way. She says hi, oh, sends her love. I love Bubbles. Um, and we were kind of monitoring the, uh, the the game on our phones. It's hard to be like really upset, even though it's a, a loss against a team that's not very good. After you've won ten games in a row, though. Yeah, it, it, at some point. I mean, it, at some point, you're just not going to have you're not going to have the legs. It's just going to be tough. And that was one of those nights last night. But right. But it, lo- it looks like Igor is back. Yes, that's the most important thing. I mean, he, he has played lights out over the last couple of starts. And it feels like, I'm, correct me if you think I'm wrong, that the Rangers have as good a chance as anybody to win this thing. <sighs> no? I still think they, they're, I think they have to do something. But, but you don't think they're going to? 
I think they're going to, but I haven't seen right. them do anything yet. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if you told me right now it was the Rangers versus the you know Florida Panthers in a seven game series. I, I'm probably leaning Panthers. Like you got I like the Mika thing is a problem, dude. That has to be figured out. Like Mika not being able to produce anything five on five is a problem for you guys. And then on top of that, Panarin in the postseason, right? Not being the same guy, right? Now he's been phenomenal in the regular season here. I got to tell you though, too, he may be a. I think we've talked about this before a show or after a show or during a show that when it's all said and done, Kreider might be a guy where you know gets his gets his number up in the rafters. I, I always want more for him. I always want more. I can just I know how big and strong and fast he's. I guess I want, want more, more though. I mean, the, the guy's got fifty goals last year. No, I know. I'm not just. I'm not saying just the goal stuff. I just mean in general. Like I just want. Like he has the ability to like just with his speed and his toughness and his size. Like to just like to be, be like give me more. Like it, it, he has the tendency sometimes to kind of just kind of stay, stay on the outside and not really be fully engaged all the time. Wow, I can't believe you have a, like a negative feel about the Rangers today. No, I don't think it's a negative feel. I just I'm, I'm tell, like if the goal is to win a Stanley Cup, I told like I listen, Shesterkin being back. Like oh, for all the people that are like, oh, hey, is Shesterkin going to lose his job to Jonathan Quick? If you want to win a Stanley Cup as well as Jonathan Quick has played, yeah, you were not winning a cup with Quick. No, it's going to be Igor Shesterkin. Absolutely, because he right. has a different level. Let, let's break. If you want to talk Rangers, you can one 3776 I teased it before. We'll get to it next. Something happened this weekend. Uh, honestly, which to me, horrifying. We'll get to it next, 98.7 ESPN. I got a big meeting. Dave, I don't know if you know this. Big, big today? meeting. Today? No, not today. This week with Dr. Jay Shaw. Oh, I heard about this big meeting. Oh, yeah. Big meeting. Can't wait. All right, friends. Make sure you go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, and nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call our friend Dr. Jay Shaw today at Samuel Payne. Dr. Jay Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatic, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same-day and next-day appointments are available. Go to SamuelPayne.com. Put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to SamuelPayne.com now. Regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Samuel Payne now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Englewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SamuelPayne.com. You'll wish you met Dr. Shaw sooner. Most major insurance are accepted. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I'll tell you what, this weekend at the, at the birthday party? Yep. I had this wave of I almost pooped my pants at the at the birthday party. Not sure why you're telling us this, but what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's just all of a sudden I was like, "Oh no!" Beat it. Yeah, I beat. Somehow I beat it. I just clenched up and I had to, I mean I was sweating. Well, why uh, didn't you go to the bathroom? Well, because I wasn't going to go to the bathroom there. So, well, so I didn't you... know what was going to happen. So I just sucked it up and then finally got back to the uh, the hotel. But it was oof, touch bang, and bang, go. bang, touch and go. Really, touch and go. Very stressful. Uh, it was yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough couple hours. Hours? Yeah. <laughs> this happened like this happened like after the appetizers hit. So appetizers hit, stomach is grumbling, unwell, and you're like, all right, let's ride this thing out. Yeah, I, I had no choice. But why wouldn't you go into the bathroom at the restaurant? 
Well, because it was like a one-stall bathroom. And so, then, but, but if you got to go. I thought I And you're concerned through. about leakage. I fought through it. Well, good for you. Yeah. But you can't have felt well no. for the rest of the night. No, I felt terrible. I felt so the, awful. I mean, the party was now marred. Uh, it was not. I wasn't at my best, but the, the whole like being, you know, hey, blessed, here's 50 bucks at the end kind of was like, okay. That was great. Sp- speaking of uh, at your best. You should have seen me at our show brunch. Were you good? I was so good. Who paid for it, by the way? Uh, Grouse and I split it. Nice. You, you should have seen me, though. I mean, I was, I was witty. I was comedic. I was endearing. I had, I had, I had it all going on. Who went to the, who went to the brunch? Uh, it was Bauer who said nary a word. Yeah. Raymond. John Winthrop. Falarin Belugan. No, he was not there. Um, Grasa and myself. Nice. Jan Blakovich. No. Jan Blahovich. I, I will also tell you this. Winthrop, less than great. Yeah, what's going on with him? Uh, he, he was on the phone for the entire walk from the station to the uh, venue. And then we sat down and he still was on the phone for a, another five to seven minutes. It's amazing. Like he said, like he... I think it speaks to the the point I made earlier in the show, though, like just like the lack of like real respect for just the show in general. Like I mean, he had not not one not one free breakfast. The first brunch had two free breakfasts, but he was gonna like. Can he say someone like, hey, "Hey, I know I have another meeting plan, but hey, guys, I have a the show meeting. We're actually doing the show meeting with the morning show. We're gonna have to push the meeting back." Instead of trying to get, and he was all pissed off because the sandwich was on a brioche. Leave. He's gonna leave with the egg sandwich to go. And they come back, and he eats. And he orders. I get him pancakes, and does he doesn't even finish them? No. No. He might have to be. He might have to be suspended from the brunch. No, I'm not suspending John. This is two straight bad brunches. I, I won't do it though. He's my dear friend, and I'm not doing that. You got a blind spot for him. I do. I have this is for... why he acts the way he acts, though. So I actually I, wanted to be a paleontologist. I enable him, is what you're saying? Yeah, you enable him, and mm-hmm. he and, and don't even get me started when he just like this like. He says these real cryptic things that he just throws out there, and we're like, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Always does that. Well, let, let's go to a couple callers. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Hi, Tommy. Morning, David. Morning, Richard. How we doing, boys? What's up, Tom? Uh, Ricky, I feel for you, man. There's nothing worse than bubble guts in a public place, oh, dude. Brutal. <laughs> it doesn't get worse than that. Uh want to talk about the Rangers goalies, but uh, real quick, what do you think of uh, – Chelios getting his number retired and Kane coming back to Chicago in the same night. How cool must have that been? Uh, it was funny, too. And Shelly actually said, I, Kane's going to go down. He's Shelly wasn't wrong. He's probably the greatest greatest U.S.-born player of all time. So to have him back, I think Shelly actually made a joke like, hey, don't steal the spotlight. And it's exactly, yeah, just score a game winner. You yeah, know. Exactly. In overtime, he scores the game winner. <laughs> uh, but as far as Igor and Quickie go, um, I, I, I know the Rangers have an outside shot at the President's Trophy, but who kind of cares just no. win the Metro? How would you break down their starts? Because it seems like both of them are guys that they play better when they play more and when they yeah. see more pucks. Yeah, listen, I would have. A, I mean, that's a this conversation you're going to have with both of those. You know, both guys. It's not not so much. You know, not so much quick. More, more Igor, what he needs. I, I think that for me, it feels like Igor's kind of you know turned that corner. And it's back to being, you know, the, the confident guy that you, you know, expect him to be. So yeah, what did he make 
like 117 out of his 119 last shots faced or something like that. Yeah, he's been great. Like stupid numbers. I think sometimes the problem with him is he has such high expectations for himself, and he set the bar, set the bar so high that when things don't go right, he kind of like he'll have the tendency to kind of get down on himself. But but he if, was he was thanks to call Tommy he was bad for quite some time. Right. It, it, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. That's right. I mean, I think in uh, what was the month Raymond January? Was it the month of January where his save percentage was like below? I mean, it was it was horrendous. Yeah. Percentage. No, he was. I mean, he was bad to the point that I, I mean, Valakent said they uh, quick at least for the the short term should be the starting goalie, and he's right. Yeah, he was right at the time. Right. I mean, you can't just like in, in you know ego give him a reset. Let him, you know, let him do his goalie stuff, which, I mean, for me, I always thought was actually more beneficial than the actual practices because you're really focusing on what you're, you know, improving your game. But, you know, Igor's bounced back. It's a good team. This is a really good team. Real good team. How, how, how I mean, you understand this better than anybody. How, how great is Benoit Allaire? Uh, he's, uh, he's probably the best at what he does. It's one of the real strengths for the Rangers. It really is. I mean, their ability to, to develop goalies. I mean, Valley will tell you. It's it's unbelievable. What he did for um, Valley's game. I'll tell you who's a good goalie. Val, Steve Valakett's a good goalie coach. Like, oh, is that right? Good Dude, he was the best goalie coach I ever had. So why did he leave that? Uh, he still does it. Oh, does he? Yeah, dude. He's dude. I'm telling you. I wish I I wish it would have been more better. As good as a goalie partner as he was, he was one of the you know, best roommate. Best. What if I had the chance to work with him earlier in my career as like him now as the goalie coach? What I would have done. Would you ever want to be a goalie coach? Uh... I mean, I kind of do. I do it with Milo. Like, I dabble in it, but, like, Valley's to a different level, though. Like, Valley's, I mean, he's got the iPads out. He's videoing you. Like, he's... So he's like the analytical goalie coach. Oh, dude, he's... Really? His whole company. He started that whole analytics company. Like, where he can tell, I mean, he can he can tell, like, if a, like if a forward, say an NHL forward came to him, like, he can break down the forward, like, where, like, the different spots in the ice that he, you know, where's the best place to score goals. Like, all the percentages, it's... It's pretty incredible. Um, over the weekend, and I watch a lot of college basketball, and we're, we're getting to the, uh, the March Madness and the whole thing, and I was watching uh, Saturday afternoon. It, it, was a, it was a busy Saturday for us because we had uh, Duke Wake Forest on a TV, then we had the Rangers Flyers, then we had Carolina and Virginia on another TV. And I'm watching the Duke game, and Duke lost, and I was a little upset by that. And then the game ends, and I, I, I'm watching – Kyle Filipowski is being like ushered to the locker room because he's injured his knee. And my first thought was he must have injured his knee on that, like the, the long throw in law pass they had, and he must have come down weird and, and hurt himself. But that's not what happened, Rick. And what happened is something that I feared is going to happen for a very long time. He got basically stampeded by the Wake Forest crowd in one of the most horrendous acts you've seen in, in athletics. Uh, uh, just awful. I don't know what's going to be with this guy now, but he got stampeded by by the crowd that had to storm the court and Wake Forest beat Duke. That's it's awful. <laughs> that's awful. Uh, that's I mean, what do you do about it though? I I mean, you have to put security in place that at least you allow the opposing team to run off the court before you allow the 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 home fans to storm the court. No. Oh, you should. I mean, in theory, yeah, you should. And, and maybe a freak, you know, some freak like this happens, and that's something that they have to they have to address. But it's I mean, it's kind of one of the the cool parts of. Of college, but you college. saw it. Now he said, and this is terrible. And I didn't. I watched. I must have watched this. I'm sure you saw it a bunch too, fifty times. I did not see him as a target. I saw him as just someone that got run over. But he's of the mindset that that was intentional towards him. Oh, 
that would be, I mean, that's different. That's different level now. Right. I mean, that that's completely different level. If, if that, the, the intention going in was we're going to go like this, is, we're, we're targeting somebody on the court. But that's that's what he truly believes. Let, let's hear from Filipowski. Here's WFMY down in North Carolina said no excuse for this happening. I felt a bunch of hits on my body. I, this one was the worst of them. Really ridiculous of, of how that situation is handled. Did you feel like any of it was, was on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, punch, I've already heard that there's some videos of getting punched in the back. and So I absolutely feel like it was personal, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. The, the whole thing is, I mean, absolutely inexcusable. And it did look like once he got hurt and was kind of hobbled over, that guys running past him were kind of hitting him. But I don't think that the original injury was somebody intentionally running into his knee. Yeah, right. I have a hard time believing that they like the intention. Now, I, I don't know for a fact, but the intention was going in like, we're going to go after this. We're going to go after this guy. It's kind of like he got caught up in the in like the fray and in, in a Tom Bauer, you know, mosh mosh pit kind of situation. But how do you like even security? Like, what is security going to do if they decide they're going to storm the court? They're going to storm the, the court. I mean, you, you can't hold them off. I mean, you can't have enough security that you they, guys, you can run onto the court. But let's just make sure Duke is off the court. I mean, oh, you Duke think knows. The people that are working, you think these people that are, I mean, uh, are making what? Say, hey, just hold off how many college kids running full speed to get onto the court. They're not gonna be, I mean, what are we talking about? Well, you, you know what? Then maybe you come up with a rule. And I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. That, that, uh, the, the, that team gets punished. Oh, that team or those students? I mean, there's enough video. Or, like, or the, we, the school gets fined? I mean, that's, it's completely unsafe. You saw it. It's, it's immensely dangerous. It is. But it is. Bit, I, I got to tell you, though, too. I mean, it, it would be a cool thing to be a part of. Like, you're talking to the guy who told you, like, if I won the Stanley Cup in my dreams, it was to take the cup and walk through the stands with the Stanley Cup. Like, to be with the fans. Like, it's a pretty it, it's pretty cool if you're Wake Forest getting to celebrate with your fans. I, I think it's awesome to get to celebrate with your fans. I just think that the, you, you cross a line where you're, I mean, bashing into the, the other, right. the, the opposition. Yeah, I mean, you, you there should be a level of respect for the guys on the court. That we're not, I mean, we're not putting them in harm's way. Right. I, don't I mean, you, you're, you're I don't Duke. How you avoid that, though. You're Duke. Don't you assume that you're showing up for this game and, you're, and your players are going to be safely taken care of? Well, dude, I mean, it's uh, call it what it is, right? I mean, if a play, like, you ain't seen it, like, if the players aren't going into the crowd to put anyone in the crowd in danger. God forbid you did that. So now fans storming the, you know, storming the, the court, yeah, it's going to naturally put the players on, the, on both teams in danger. If they get caught up in the fray, uh, I thought it was. I awful. just don't know how you stop it. And, and I'll tell you what: if he's really hurt, we don't have an update on him yet. If that knee is really going to be a problem, he's going to miss time. This will be even a bigger deal than it was on Saturday. You know how pissed that would be if I was him, though. Not only do you I, lose, but as the other team, as the other team is celebrating, they, their crowd bangs up your knee. Oh, awful! Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DPHRO and Rothenberg. Mike in Manhattan. Right.
Raymond needs to be held accountable. Something needs to happen to Raymond. I don't know how serious. Couldn't agree with you more. It'd be one thing, Rick, if he was like, you know what? There was so much going on. I feel terribly about it. It won't happen again. No, he's doubling down. The fact of the matter is I made a decision. You're going to have to live with it. You're welcome to come down here and try and punish. We're going to have an angry mob outside the station one day. here and take this for Mirandos. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, Raymond's challenging all of you to a brawl if you don't agree with his take and you're bothered by the lack of a Thursday open from last week. Just just to clarify, we're, we're doing CMT tomorrow. Is that accurate? Yes. We're doing Stump Rothenberg on Wednesday. Is that accurate? That's right. We're doing the Thursday open on Thursday. Is that accurate? Uh, that's right. All right, so everything is back on track now that you're here with us? I Yeah. And that RJ's being buoyed back to full health? Yep. All right, good. Yeah, we're back, baby. Good. That was very troubling what happened last week. Well, this is what happened. I go away, RJ goes away, and all of a sudden the show just gets... RJ went away for one for one day because of an illness. Yeah, but well, this wasn't like it, it snuck... I, I don't even, I don't want to get into it again. Yeah, because you're annoyed at Ray, and you just won't call him out the way you should. No, I'm not annoyed at Ray. I understand I understand where Ray was... I mean, he's sitting in the big seat, and he's got a bunch of stuff to do, and doesn't want to just be a jerk and just say, hey, Bauer, do the open. It's a tough spot. And then Grasso just decided he wanted to just you know, run a muck during the uh, the West Coast Open. By the way, you know who wrote that song? Stop it! Stay on script! You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> he can't help himself. Cannot help himself. A thought comes to his mind. So yeah, no, he's he yeah, that's that's a lot. But we're back. We'll have all the uh, all the stuff everyone loves. This all week. the accoutrements. Oh yeah. All right. Very very nice. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So Rick is back. That's great news. I believe. So what? What Thursday is? What the 29th? I think are we. Four weeks from this Thursday is the opening day of Major League Baseball. I think you're right. Well, that's not true. It opens with... with um, In Korea. In Korea on the 20th and 21st. But the full entree of Major League Baseball, where the locals are involved, is on March the 28th. So four weeks from Thursday. I, I think it's fair to say we feel very differently about the Mets and the Yankees, don't we? Yeah. Yes, we do. And it's it, it's funny how quickly, though, We've kind of just as Mets fans say, oh, yeah, uh, no real expectations for the season. We're all set. Um, would you actually say no? I mean, the, the Senga injury, and, and, you know, it sounds like he's going to be out for at least another six to eight weeks, right? They're going to kind of reevaluate him in three I think weeks. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, it's it's three weeks he had the PRP, and then I mean, he's going to have to get himself all I mean, he's starting over. Oh, so the early, so the earliest we see him is what May fifteenth. I, I I guess I mean what throwing throwing a baseball again? No, uh, no, making his his twenty twenty four Mets debut on the mound. Yeah, uh, yeah. So three weeks probably takes six weeks to ramp up if everything goes really well. So All right, that so, so that brings weeks? us that brings us to mid March, and then six six weeks from mid March is. May 1? Uh, yeah, hopefully. But, I mean, I also think you got to take into account, too, and I was going to bring this up when we were talking about, you know, the potential of doing some kind of short-term deal, you know, with opt-outs now that you saw what Bellinger signed, you know, signed for with Jordan Montgomery or or whatever. But, I mean, it, it's never really it's never really a great thing when you have 
starting pitchers miss spring training. Uh, it no, it doesn't it's a, usually. It's a terrible. It's a terrible thing. When, right. when you find out a starting pitcher can't, I mean, the first time he's trotting out to the mound and he's got he's got an issue with with his arm. You know, you have a major problem. Yeah, you have a major problem. I just mean in general. I just mean as far as like, I mean, the talk now is, you know, at some point, what at what point does you know Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell get desperate to hey, I need a deal. I got to get into spring training. It doesn't name the sport. Football, you hold out, whatever it is, where you miss where you miss spring training. Very rarely do you see a person that misses spring training have a great season. Uh, I got an update uh, from Buster Olney okay. on Jordan Montgomery. Would you like it? I would love it. Red Sox had a Zoom meeting with Jordan Montgomery recently. He'd represent an upgrade for their 24 rotation. If signed to a long-term deal, could be part of the staff rotation. They certainly have the payroll flexibility to make that happen. Yeah, when I was in Boston, that was one of the names they were talking about. I mean, he's a terrific pitcher. Yeah, I mean, fresh off a of World Series. I just right. I, I don't understand why, even if you're going to, like, this is going to be one of those kind of, you know, we have a bunch of money that we spent on players that aren't here, and we want to reset, we bring in Stearns and everything else. I Like I said to you earlier in the show, I understand, you know, why you don't want to maybe go out and get a J.D. Martinez or Justin Turner because you want to have, you know, the ability to see what Brett Beatty really is and to see what Mark Vientos really is. You want to get, you don't want to take it bats away from those guys. I get that as you build forward. Like, you want to know what you have. But now with Senga down, like, why not take advantage of of the opportunity you have? Jordan I, Montgomery's I, not going to get what he was asking for. No, and it probably be a sh- you could probably get him on a short term deal. I would guess. Right. So I mean, I don't. Your lineup feels like it's good enough that if you actually get some pitching, you could be right there for a playoff spot. I I think you could, but not not the way they're currently constituted. I mean, you you're you're banking on so many question marks. You need Severino to be good. You need Adrian Hauser to be good. You need Quintana to be good, right? Manaya, just, it, yeah. it, it feels it feels unrealistic, right? So I just don't like even when even when your rotation was was healthy before Senga went down. You didn't as as good as Senga was for you last year. It wasn't it wasn't like he had he's not an ace. Like he's a good he's a good two. But we we knew that going into the season. No, that the I Mets know pitching was not going to be where it needed to be to to you know ultimately be great, right? But I think the mindset is is that let's get through this year. We got a decision to make with Pete. When you look at the at the free agent pitchers available this this upcoming offseason, they're more attractive. Like right? I rather than play rather than pay Blake Snell, you know, two hundred and seventy million dollars, we right. like what we see next year, so let's save it. What I'm saying is is that if now I don't know what Jordan Montgomery's gonna sign for with, with Boston, but it's gonna be less than he was initially. If, asking. if it is Boston. If it is Boston, right. if you have the opportunity to take advantage of the market, which it feels like you have an opportunity, we're in spring training, these guys are looking for jobs, you can take advantage, get him on a good deal, like because you don't know exactly what the money's going to look like for the free agent pitchers next offseason. Like, I don't think Jordan Montgomery affects your long-term plans or stands in the way of that. You get him for the right price, he's going to be a big piece of your staff for the next however many years you sign him for. Or if it's a you know, three-year deal with an opt-out after one, after two, whatever it ends up being. But there's clearly a need here because you don't know what the hell Severino's going to look like. Uh, unless you don't. Listen, I do. Unless you don't care. Oh, no. Or or maybe you look at Jordan Montgomery and say, we don't we don't love him. Yeah, but maybe, I mean, I, I can understand not loving Jordan Montgomery for whatever he was asking for initially. But do you like do you like Jordan Montgomery enough now for what he's asking for with no Kodai Senga in a season that feels like, I mean, lineup should be good enough. Get Edwin Diaz back where you could be right there to compete for a wild card. David Stearns is smart. And my my 
theory is that he is in the ear, and rightfully so, of, of Steve Cohen. And, and said, thing, stick with me, and, and we're going to get to where we need to go to. It might not be this season. Right, fine. But also, I, I mean, I think the big advantage, and this is probably new, that, not probably, this is new to David Stearns, is when you have as much money as Steve Cohen has, you don't have to add, this is not Milwaukee. So if you can seize an opportunity, especially when there's a need to take advantage of a soft market, you take advantage of the soft market, especially if the guy's a good player. And you, you clearly have a need here. And not to mention the fact that there is, and I know the Mets are different than the Yankees, but still, at some point, the Mets are going to have aspirations to win a World Series. There is extra pressure playing in New York. Jordan Montgomery has already played in New York. Jordan Montgomery has already had success in the postseason. Right? Like Those are two big things that he has that you've seen him do. I don't know. It just it, it feels like it I'm, not gonna, just, I'm not going to be horrified either way. If they, if no, they sit I'm here not. and stand pat and don't do anything, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be horrified. And if they sign him, and, and I'm not going to be horrified either. Listen, I'm not, I'm not either. And I understand the ramifications of signing somebody now and how much, you know, how much extra you're going to have to pay, the fact that Steve Cohen paid $100 million extra last year with the competitive balance tax. I get all that stuff. I understand that. Maybe this is just me reacting to there's no way that when they said, like, I didn't buy into it. But I, I guess maybe I wanted to believe it that they were just playing a game. Like, hey, we'll tell you, hey, Max, listen. Clearly, that's not true. Right. And I didn't want to believe it, but right. I mean, that's that's apparently what we're doing. Right. But you know what? There was transparency there because they told you that was the case. And we and I agree. I thought it was, you know, let's let's find a way to get rid of Scherzer. We're not going to be competitive but, next season. We move on from you. We get the guys we want. We sign guys in free agency. All of a sudden, we're back. No, they told you the truth. And we just didn't believe that they were telling us the truth. OK, two things here. Yes. Okay. Before I get to okay, so one thing and then my point: who's pitching? All who's eating up all these innings? I, I don't know. Right. Look, I mean, how many uh, how many innings is Severino? By the way, David Peterson was just put on the uh, sixty day aisle. No, because he had surgery. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just like, like who's pitching these innings? I don't know. Like, so I mean, in, 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 to the, also when Senga comes back, you're probably gonna have a six man rotation anyway, right? So now what? Okay. So who's pitching the innings? Other thing is, is. This this has the potential to be Pete Alonso's last year as a Met too. Why are we why are we wasting a year when you don't have to waste a year? Is what I'm saying. It's not like you're cash strapped. You don't have to you don't have to waste the year. You have the money to go do something. Yeah, it's going to cost you extra. But I like. We just thought, okay, hey, he's got a limited. I know he doesn't have unlimited money, but you have a need. You lose your guy. There's guys available. You have a. I mean, getting Edwin Diaz back. I mean, you're going to have a pretty good team. Why? Why choose because of money now to not take advantage of that? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not lying to you. I don't. I don't have the answer for you. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand who's pitching. Who's pitching these innings? Like who's who's throwing these innings? How many? How many? How many innings has Luis Severino averaged over the last how many years? A season. Well, and it was unpitchable last year. Right. I mean, let, let's not forget the fact not that this, he's this hurt guy. All the time. Who they signed was completely unpitchable last year. Well, not to mention the fact that he's hurt all the time. Right. So, th- I mean, I don't know. How, I mean, I know they took a flyer, and that's great. But what happens if he if he stinks, which he right. could in, in Manaya, like in he took a flyer on Manaya. So, I, I, like, I don't, I don't know who's pitching all these innings. And even if you think you're gonna have a, a decent bullpen, what's that bullpen gonna look like after you after you wear it out? Well, there's, I mean, you're not getting six innings out of, out of these guys consistently. No. So you're going to have to get 14, 15, 16 outs out of your bullpen a lot of nights. You understand what I'm saying, though? I understand like it feels what you're like saying. It, it feels like, like a position player-wise, you have enough. But when you look at this rotation that you could address, but you're choosing not to address it. And it's not like, hey, I'm not going to go do something because we got these young arms that we want to see. 
It's not a, it's not a young arm thing. No. I, I think if it were a young arm thing, you'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it. Like, just you're, like you're, okay you're more with- annoyed that they're not start signing a starting pitcher than you are that they're not signing J.D. Martinez. Right, and I'm not saying go pay like a, a pay Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery what they're asking for. I think that's crazy, and they've made it. They've made a decision. These guys aren't worth it. Yamamoto was. These guys aren't. But if we're, I mean, we're sitting here, oh, February 26th, spring training has started. They're playing spring training games. These guys don't have jobs. If you can take advantage of a depressed market for these guys. When you know you have a need, they're good pitchers. I mean, it's, listen, is Blake Snell nine years, $270 million good? No, I would not spend $270 million on Blake Snell. But the guy did just win his second Cy Young. And I'm sure we'll get phone calls. Well, if you pay him $30 million, if you do a short-term deal and you pay him 30 that's really like paying him you know, 60 whatever. Right. Okay. I, I, but here's my point to okay. that. Okay. So what? So what? That's what I said to Grassi the other day. It's like, well, they don't want to just throw throw good money after bad. But but if you sign up to a one-year $30 million deal or two-year $60 million, the guy has artwork worth more than that. Right. And it gives you an opportunity to actually like put yourself in position to be a wild-card team as opposed to like, it could, it, it, dude, with how bad the pitching could be, it might not matter if the lineup is good. Seriously. Like you can't I don't care if you're the if you're the most optimistic Mets fan, when you look at this rotation, that it has to concern you. I, I think it goes beyond concern. Right. It has to. I think it goes beyond that. Uh, I got an awful email about Raymond. Oh no. It's long. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'll just give you like bits and pieces of it. As someone who was in the radio industry for twenty plus years as a morning show host, program director and promotions director, I have to say, bleep you, Raymond. <laughs> what? That's it? Wow. Uh, no, it goes on, but it's just uh, I have no clue what's happened to you. Um, your tone, the way you seem to think you're above everyone else, it's sickening to me. I, I hate you. You're a, a bleep bleep, and I'm sure you simply can't understand that at some point you need to realize you're just not being entertaining. You're obnoxious, and you're losing listeners nonstop. If I was your PD, I'd fire you and have and, and have the serial killer take your spot. <laughs> It's going to happen soon if you don't change the attitude. Maybe then he'll take a step back and realize it isn't about him or even the show. It's about the people and the lives you touch every morning. And if you can't figure out how it turns people off, then you're losing listeners. You need to get out of the business and or better yet, be fired. Bleep you, you bleep. Wow. Yeah. That's coming from a PD. Wow. Yeah, a JJ. And, and, and on air host. Is that JJ Devaney? No, no. Yeah, J.J. Devaney. That would have been awkward if that was J.J. Devaney. It really awkward. R.J., how so. would you feel if you were a Mets fan right now? R.J. is the Yankees fan on the show. So is Ray. Well, I know, but Raymond's under fire right now. I figured I'd give R.J. the first shot at it. I would feel annoyed. I, would, I don't think I don't think that's wrong. I I was looking at it this morning, and, and I don't want to come off sounding like the Yankee fan. That's why I'm very careful how I bring it up. But I look at the rotation, and we're talking, you know, David Peterson and this and that. And I was Peterson's not even healthy. And I was listening to the to um, Michael call the Yankee game yesterday, and they had a stat that on average I think they said forty some odd starts a year come from players that do not break camp in the rotation, and that's any given team. And the Mets are already here, so they're going to go to their sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth starters. And I look at those names, and it scares me. As well it should. Not to mention the fact that when Senga comes back, especially with the shoulder thing, you're, you're probably going to have a six-man rotation because he's going to need extra rest. They're going to need guys that they are, are taking flyers on to be terrific. Well, 
Right, but they're already taking flyers on two guys that are are in the rotation. I get it. I mean, a guy well, that you're that, asking that, those to be, are the guys I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I, I think this is going to be a season. Which I just is, don't know why you choose. Like, if there's options out there and it's it's money, I get it. If it was like, hey, we don't want to, because the whole thing the entire time has been, you know, we're trying to build the farm system, so we'll use our greatest strength, which is our cash to bridge that gap. We're going to bridge the gap. As we build the farm system, we want to continue to win, so we'll bridge the gap with cash. Well, Kodai Senga just went down, and who knows for how long, and he was supposed to be your guy. Now you have Severino, Manaya, Quintana, and Hauser. And you have, a, you have a, a pretty decent, I'd say better than decent lineup. Oh, I think it's a good lineup. Right, it's a good lineup. You get Edwin Diaz back. You got a pretty good bullpen. Like, I'm not saying that you add Jordan Montgomery, you're going to be better than the Braves or the Phillies, but I'm saying at least it gives you an opportunity to compete for a wild card. Right, no one has this pipe dream that you're going to win the division, but could you compete for a wild card spot? That's all we're asking for. And you know what? This season, if the Mets made it to September 15th and were competitive, I think you'd look at that as a win. Right, but how many, and the other thing too is how many people are you signing? Like, how many pitchers are you signing next year? I know the free agency class is better next year, but how many are you signing? And you want to sign Soto too, right? Right, but, but Quintana, Quintana's unrestricted after this year. Severino's unrestricted after this year. I mean, Hauser's unrestricted after this year. Yeah, they get that. Listen, I will say this. I'm, I'm curious as to what they're doing. I do have full, full confidence in Stearns. I do. Well, there's no reason not to at this point. It just it doesn't. It, it feels like you have the ability now because of how much money Steve Cohen has to address this and not and not negatively affect the long term plan that he has. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on ninety eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play ninety eight point seven ESPN.